about five years down the road, uh, you're <coughs> you have a new career. You're uh, you're teaching you're teaching English. <coughs> Where? Um, at Tony Danza Middle School. Tony Danza, named uh-huh. after Tony Danza the actor. Nope. Tony Danza, it's named after Tony Danza, the um, car dealer. <laughs> what? Yeah. And um, <clears throat> in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, there's a Tony Danza car dealership. And he looks a lot like Tony Danza. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a Ford dealership. Wait, the, wait, his name is Tony Danza. His name though. is Tony Danza. Just a coincidence. Yeah, he looks a lot like Tony Danza. Like, you know, like, you just know not to ask him about it. Okay. Yeah. Like, you've heard stories about, like, because he's, he's, like, a really prominent <clears throat> local person in Broken Arrow. And, like, he gets interviewed a lot for stuff because he, he's, uh, he's a real, like, person of charity. He gives a lot to the community. But, like, once a decade, like, a new reporter in town will ask him, like, hey, what's the deal? You look so much like Tony Danza. And the, every, the, like, the last two times that's happened, he is brutally beating the shit out of that person holy shit yeah and the whole town is like okay we get it sorry so people know not to ask him. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so you're uh <clears throat> you're teaching like middle school english so i'm not living in austin anymore no and i don't do comedy anymore no why um you just need to find a, a new thing to do why you just felt the need to quit comedy you know, you did, just like did something happen? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of things happened. You know that that caused you a little bit. Was there like a straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah, you killed the kid. God damn, doing what? <clears throat> you killed a kid with your comedy. You were doing a show at a um, a place called Breaks R Us. It's a break shop. I'm doing comedy at a break shop. Yeah, you're in Bay Three. It's called okay. it's called the Bay Three Comedy Show. <laughs> you know what? That fucking rules. And so Who books it? Uh new guy in town. What's his name? Philip Seymour Hoff. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoff. Yeah. Okay. That's he, his real name or stage name? That's his real name. Okay. Uh, is he funny? He's all right. He's figuring it out. Who else is on the show? It's you, uh Philip, he's the host. It's a three-man show. It's Philip hosting, and then Danny Goodwin is the feature. How does he do? He fucking eats shit. Damn, dude. Yeah, he eats shit real bad. Real bad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, real bad. But the um, they don't have like a stage, obviously. So what they do is they put a, a pallet on that hydraulic lift, and they raise it like a foot off. Oh, God. Right. That is that. No, I kind of like this a lot. Yeah. How many people do you <clears throat> see? About, uh, well, they stand. But they get probably like 45 people. Wow. So like the lights are all on you because it's like all the shop lights, you know, are on you. Um, and then everybody just kind of stands outside the lit bay and they watch you tell jokes. You know what I mean? Uh, the show's called the Bay Three Comedy Show. Yeah. At Breaks R Us. And uh, you're there. <clears throat> you're doing the show. And this With lady. Philip Seymour Hoff. Philip Seymour Hoff. <laughs> And Danny Goodwin. And Danny Goodwin. Tight. So you're you're doing the show, and uh, 
this like this lady like brought her kid and she was like she wasn't even there for the show she was just like walking around the neighborhood and her kid like ran up and was like yelling and stuff and, like mommy mom was like being like a being like a bratty kid and uh the kid was like running around and you're like oh come on please somebody shut that kid up you know what i mean the kid like kicked the dog you know she's just being like a real asshole kicked a dog the, how the hard kid, like pretty fucking hard you know the dog yelped wow yeah kind of like skulked behind its owner and the owner was like what the fuck are you gonna do anything and the mom just was like really absent didn't care um and you're like would you please like shut up like somebody stop this kid and uh the kid was like running around and it kind of got up to like where the stage was where the um hydraulic lift was and you were like wouldn't it be funny if you like and you like made a move like you flinched like you were stomping because the kid was like directly underneath the lift oh no and uh when you did that the lift fell and it smashed the kid jeez yeah <clears throat> um what a horrible end to a short life yeah people didn't people were not happy yeah i you would know? say so you leave you go to a, you go to broken arrow i don't get in trouble no you get off scot free how people were just like you know what like the kid shouldn't have been there it was clearly a faulty lift. I mean, wow. that thing was rated to hold thousands of pounds. You know, it was just like a freak accident. Yeah. So you leave. You go to Broken Arrow. You're yeah. teaching English. English. Middle school English at Tony Danza Middle School. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but why is it named after the car dealership guy? He's so influential in the community. And what? how? He donates, like, a lot of money. Um, he helped build the the new school buildings like he <clears throat> it's a it's a really good fucking dealership dude right he uh he's very successful financially and so he just like pays to have buildings built um he also owns like a construction company so he like helps he's very philanthropic he's a great man i don't know why you're so obsessed with him but he's a great i just a lot a, of it he's a great guy okay he's right. a beacon in the community and because, I guess uh, he gives out full size candy bars at Halloween okay. and everybody knows it. And he um, he pays people to every year take a census of the town. He has he has the United States government come back and census the town every <laughs> year. So he gets the results. And he's like, OK, this year I need to buy 15,000 candy bars so that every person can come to his house and get a free candy bar on Halloween. OK, his house is open all day long. <laughs> if you want to trick or treat at any point in time. You can go to his house. They'll check the rolls to make sure you haven't gone through twice. <laughs> and if you haven't, they'll give you they'll give you uh, a full size candy bar. Well, that's say happy Halloween. Insane. He's a great guy. So you're at uh, your Tony Danza middle school <laughs> yeah. teaching English, and you have a star pupil on your hands. You have a student in your class who is the best speller you've ever seen really this kid gets everything right you know uh she's uh her name is margo what's her last name factory <laughs> margo factory <laughs> yeah and it's margo factory that is one of the most unfortunate <laughs> names it doesn't uh, with the last name factory it doesn't matter what your first name is. Margot Factory. Um, it's already going to be bad. That is so unfortunate. Yeah. Does she like have friends and stuff? Yeah. She's like, she's like really well liked. Okay. I mean, there's nothing, you know, but she is just like a savant. 
with spelling. Sure. And she's like interested in it. <clears throat> she comes from like a, you know, a pretty rural background. Her family, uh, they're all factory workers. That's what every one of them's ever done. Yeah. They've all worked in a factory. Um, Weird. Yeah, every single one of them. She had um, a great aunt who took a job in like a clothing boutique as like a like a secretary. And on her on the way to her first day, she drove off of a bridge and died. So <laughs> nobody in her family's ever worked any job other than a factory. Oh my god! Yeah, it's pretty fucking crazy. Like they're cursed. I mean, I wouldn't call it that. You know, I mean, there's not a whole lot of evidence saying cursed, but all I'm just telling you is that every single member of her family has worked in a factory. Sure. Okay. Right. So Margot Factory is, uh, a, like I said, a star pupil. She gets great grades. Uh, the kids think she's a joy to hang out with. You know, everybody likes her. She, um, but she's really, really great at spelling, you know? She clearly is the best in the class. There's like a, a school-wide spelling bee. She's in sixth grade. She beats everybody, even the kids in seventh and eighth. She has like a real passion for it. Yeah. And, uh, you kind of look into it for her because you, you know that there's like money and scholarships and like, you know, awards and things like that. And you don't could really help her out long term. So you start looking into it. But she, like, does she, she come from a, like a stable background? They're just not very well off, you know? <clears throat> okay. But they're not. Okay. Sure. Yeah, they're not. But, I mean, they're, nobody's like destitute, but they're like they're not bad people. No, no, they're okay. just they're just you know poor factory folk. Sure, you know, just making sure she doesn't come from some kind of like terrible background. But it's no, that's no. not the case. No, just that's a, good. Yeah, it's just very like, good for Margot. Very like blue collar. You know, there's a it's a poor town. Sure. Yeah. So you look into it. You're looking at all these different competitions. And you, you like start like saying, hey, you know, we could register for this. You could like I could be your sponsor. We could like really attack this thing head on and try to win you some scholarship money because she's really fucking good at it. They they have like <clears throat> administrator packets where they have you like test her to see how she would do if she were on the real thing. And she just aces everything. She's, wow. She's great. So you guys agree and you start going to these like local spelling bee thing sponsored by rotary clubs and vfw halls you know and all educational funds and uh she's like cleaning house and she's won like probably fifteen thousand dollars worth of scholarship money and you guys are going to enter her into scripts spelling bee scripts the big one it's called scripts yeah why that's like part of the name of the company who like funds it. What does the company do? I, I'm not, that's like a real thing. I don't. I oh, don't it know. is. Yeah, yeah. Look at the scripts. How I forget what it's called. Weird. Okay. Either way, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. I guess the big spelling bee every year. You guys are gonna enter it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> You're gonna be her sponsor. Uh, you guys like fly to DC. You guys stay in like a, a hotel, you know. Like quizzing her the night before. Uh, you're just like in the zone. You know what I mean? Day one, just really in the zone. Like, let's get off to a good start. First day goes by. She does great. They start with like a thousand kids. And the first day they cut it in half to like 500. She makes the second day no problem. Cool. After the first day, 
they have like meet and greets and stuff all night and like little social get togethers and you know there's like uh seminars on college admissions and like how to how to write papers and all this stuff that's really beneficial for the kids you know for the long haul and uh she's away at like a seminar you're sitting there having dinner it's like uh it's like a catered thing in a hotel you know it's like sandwiches and chips you sit down and you're like looking out over like these kids who are all going to be like Ivy League schools. You know what yeah. I mean? These are like the best of the best, the brightest kids in in the world. You're looking out and you're gonna take a bite of your sandwich and you hear, Hey. Hey Pat. <clears throat> Who's that? He was <laughs> He was, it's me. It's Bill the Dill. I know. I know it's you. It's always you. He goes, look, Pat, I'm here just here to help you out of your little pickle. What's my pickle? He goes, you really, you really want Margot to win, right? Yeah. He goes, I could help you out. I could help. I can know the, I can know the words. I could find them. What do you mean? He goes, I could find the words that they're going to ask her. I could find out. You could just put them in your practice notes and make her practice them, and she'd be great. You just got to do one little thing for me. What? As soon as he says that, <clears throat> a man bursts through the door. He's like an administrator of this this whole spelling bee. He goes, everybody to your rooms. We're missing a contestant. <sighs> okay. When you look back at Bill the Dill, yeah. you see the pickle spear on your plate. Mm-hmm. And you see that it just has these eyes, just two bright white eyes. <laughs> He's got a brilliant cartoon mouth yeah. that extends outside of his frame. You like look, it's too big for his face? Yeah, like it's okay. too big for his face. You look up a little bit and you see just this thick jet black <laughs> pompadour. It looks so thick. It's like you're it's like trying to run a comb through like a patch of vines, hardened yeah. old vines. It's okay. just so fucking thick. You're not getting it. You're losing that comb. You wonder how many combs have been lost in that pompadour? <laughs> Why would I wonder? And you that? can only imagine it's in the double digits. I you know just, what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So you look at this at Bill the Dill. <laughs> God damn it. And he's got on like a he's got on like a greaser's jacket. <laughs> you know? He's got a greaser. Like you see the sleeves move. There's no hands in there. Right. That'd be ridiculous. So he goes on to tell you that uh, there's been somebody who's been stalking the players of the spelling bee, and uh, he's slowly taking them out one at a time. The consonant killer. Oh my god. Bill the Dill tells you. He goes, "We need you to take out the consonant killer." And I'll give you all the words. That you're who going na- to who named this person the consonant killer? The, the liberal media. <laughs> all right, I'll do That's it. That's what Bill the Dill says. That's really when you weird. ask him that. He the- says the liberal media. He looks right into your eyes, and you fucking see straight into his soul. Do you I know like? He, you know he means it. Yeah. Yeah. Do I like what I see? No. He knows a lot. Okay. Yeah, dude. I'll I'll do that. Yeah. 
For a couple of reasons. Why? One, I want Margot Factory to win. And two, there's someone killing people. Yeah. I can't just not. Well, let's call the cops. Yeah. I call the cops immediately. You go, uh, 911. This is uh, Frederico. Hey. What's for- the last trip you took? Like out of the state? Uh, I went to Denver to visit my sister and her family. Nice. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. So they're. Um, I, I need to report a murder. He goes, what, a murder? Yeah. He goes, who, where, where are you? Not the spelling bee. He goes, oh, yeah, we've already got people there about that murder. Oh. He says, the consonant killer? Yeah, dude. There's a real buzz about him around the 911 office. <laughs> what do you mean? We're getting a lot of hot tips. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, I guess. So we got to follow them all up, you know? Yeah. But we're a small police force here. I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> Why are you telling me goes, this any is, of this? I'm sorry. Is there anything else I can help you with? No. I'm sorry I wasted your time. He goes, oh, okay. Well, have a good day. Goodbye, Federico. He hangs up. What a weird fucking guy. I'm just telling you what he said. What do you do? Um, I guess I would ask Bill the Dill what I'm supposed to do. So Bill the Dill goes on to tell you he's part of the Pickle Clan. Yeah. They're an intelligence network. Anywhere you see a pickle, anywhere where there is a pickle, they have eyes and ears. Yeah. So they see everything that happens everywhere in every restaurant, you know, every grocery store, anywhere there's a pickle, anywhere there's a pickle being served, they know what the fuck's happening. Is there a reason they exist? Is the reason why any of us exist? So <laughs> the pickle clan goes on to tell you, he yeah. says, uh, there's um, a Hilton Garden Inn. About two blocks from here. Room 309. That's where he is. The consonant killer. Okay. What do you do? I'd probably ask for some information. Is this uh, like a big person? Are they like, do they have a background in like fighting? Or- no, no. It's a, uh, they, they go on to tell you that it's a, uh, a vengeful sp- uh, misspeller. <laughs> it's somebody who like what? It's somebody who got a word wrong in like a semifinal round, and now they're like picking off the contestants one by one. Oh, that is so fucking. Dumb. So it's also like a child murdering other children. That's okay. Fine, yeah. I'll, I'll, of course, yeah, I'll, I'll, I can kick the shit out of a child. You've already killed one child so far. So what's another one? Add, you'll throw it on the pile. You know what I mean? Okay, but this one's a bad guy. Sure, whatever you got to tell yourself. So he's killing other children. Yeah, man, I'm. I hear you. So I'm not scared of this kid at all. Then I go buy a baseball bat, and I drive straight to room 309 with vengeance in my heart. Yeah, yeah, dude, I'm not scared of this kid at all. You uh, you go up to 309. You rap on the door with the baseball bat. This uh kid comes up to you, opens the door. The kid's about five feet tall. He goes, what do you want? He's wearing uh, like dark blue shorts and a white polo shirt tucked in. Like it looks like a school uniform. Yeah. He goes, what do you want? Um, I kick down the door and force myself in. Yeah. I kick down that. I kick that door as hard as I can. Yeah. And this child. I throw him down uh-huh. and I go, what do you know about the continent killer? He spits in your face. Oh, God. 
He hocks a big loogie. He spits right in your face. Okay, I headbutt him in the uh, nose to stun him. Then I quickly look around to see if there's evidence anywhere. Um, you look around the room and there's like, uh, you see he's like making like a ransom note out of like different fonts. He's got a bunch of magazines he's cutting out of. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck yeah. Got you, bitch. He's, he's I like, said to him, I put my uh, foot on his chest and I go, got you, bitch. I call 911. I don't kill him. So um, I don't think I could kill. I mean, even if it's like a, a child who's killing people, I don't know. I think I'd call the cops. But I'd let them handle it. Yeah. Let them decide. Let let ju- let the justice system decide this. You go to pick up the phone, right? And uh, as you go to dial 911, you hear, hey, Pat. You look over on the table. There's um, a tuna on rye sitting there. <laughs> Just there's, there's a pickle spear on the plate and some yeah. chips. There's a like a, a Dr. Pepper in a bottle, and there's just sweat pouring off that bottle. <laughs> you see, you see the condensation roll <laughs> down the side of the bottle, and you almost just hear like a you hear like a Boney James song in the background. You just hear like a real smooth, yeah. sexy jazz. And you see that water just drip down the side of that plastic bottle, turns yeah. on a little bit. I notice all. I have. The, I notice all this. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. And uh, Bill Bill Adil goes, "You got to take care of it, Pat." No. You got to take care of it. No. I'll call nine one one. Justice will be served. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be judge. I'm not judge, jury or executioner, especially an executioner. Yes, that's what we agreed to, Pat. He goes, do you have to do it or I can't give you the words? Fine. I believe in I believe in her. I believe in Margot. I believe in Margot Factory. Here's Pat. That's not what we agree to. I can't give you the words. I uh, look at my baseball bat. Uh-huh. And I go, nice knowing you, Bill. And I smack that fucking pickle with a baseball bat the way I should have the first time I ever met him. I fucking hate this guy. I smack that pickle as hard as I can. I call 911, explain the whole thing. Maybe I talk to Frederico again. Who knows? So you you smack this pickle as hard as I can. You hear it say, oh, no. And you see it sort of like blink out of existence, like all the features on it. So it's just a regular pickle. Sure. You smash it, it gets everywhere. You're rock hard. Ah, oh, why? Because you saw that condensation dripping. Oh, down come on! This the again. side of that bottle. I'm just telling you what state you're in. So you call nine one one. They go, "Hey, nine one one. This is uh, Ashley. It's my third day. I like it so far. Thanks for asking. What can I do for you? Hey, Ashley. Uh, congrats on the new job. Thank you." Uh, I got the the consonant killer here. I gave her all the info. Room three hundred nine. I have him. Uh, you know, he's indisposed. So you um, come rest him. You you like you stay there with him, right? And you pin him down, and he's like confesses that there's like, um, he's like, yeah, I did it. You know, he he like goes on and tells people. He goes, he goes, but maybe I'm not the only one. What? Right. So he like he like hints that there's other people, there's other consonant killers. So he gets taken away. Okay, well, that, well, again, that's fine. Oh, the, yeah, the cops will take care of that. They yeah, have detectives. The cops take him away. Uh, he's ultimately um, 
Well, the cops take him away, and you guys like go back to to like your like the next round of the spelling bee. Yeah. Margot Factory advances all the way to the championship round of the okay. spelling bee. Okay, I fucking knew she could, dude. It's down to her and one other kid. His name is uh, Billy Wen, and they're just like neck and neck, crushing it. Each one of them doing great. Billy Wen misses a word, so Margot has like an opportunity to like win the spelling bee. And that whole day, all the kids just kind of seemed a little off, you know, because like. What do you mean? What if there? What if there's another killer on the loose? Oh, okay. You know, yeah. they were constantly like looking over their shoulders. It was like a, a normally it, it takes a little bit longer, but so many kids were just like shook by this revelation, and they they really feared for their lives. Wow. Uh, so it was kind of like a really a tense thing. day at this at the spelling bee, and um, she was so tense at the spelling bee that she misspelled her final word, and uh, in doing so, she. Uh, said a series of sounds that summoned an ancient demon that hasn't been on this plane for 10,000 years. What? The demon bored up <laughs> from the core of the earth uh, right up through the spelling bee. It engulfed Washington, D.C. hole. And then over the next six, 60 seconds, it ate the rest of the world. <laughs> and then, then it plunged headfirst into the sun. <laughs> Everyone died. <laughs> Wait, what plunged headfirst into the sun? The, the giant demon that Margot Factory summoned because she, uh, she misspelled a word. What did any of that have to do with Bill the Dill and the the consonant killer? What happened to him? I mean, he was going to go to jail, and then he obviously never saw trial because the world was destroyed. But you didn't do what Bill the Dill asked. I don't know what would have happened otherwise. I mean, ultimately, you know, the fear of the second killer caused Margot Fackery to, to misspell a word, and that summed a demon that ate the world. I mean, I think it's pretty clear Bill, that this I, is your Bill fault. the Dill is you the worst. I what? He gave you an opportunity to make things right, and you chose a different direction. Well, I'll be honest. I did not see that coming. So, well, fucked up. Yeah, you fucked up. 